We're coming in a day in Israel where God's going to start dealing roughly with the people of God. He's going to start dealing. On one end, revival is going to be going on, and those that, that have hearts to hear God going to be getting saved, and the Hebrews going to start opening churches everywhere, and the church is going to be packed. The power of God going to fall. The prosperity of God going to fall. We're going to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. The lenders, not the bars, the CEOs, the business owners. That's what's going to be happening on this end. But we're going to have another end that's hard-hearted, that don't want to forsake the old way, that want to gangbang and drug deal and drug use and drink the liquor and gamble. And God is going to say, every branch that don't bear it fruit in me, I'm taking away, God. I'm taking away. They're going to start dying by the droves because I don't need Israel divided. I need Israel together. And I don't need Israel ratchet. I need Israel holy. So now is not the time to play people of God. Now is not the time to ride the fence, people of God, because the husbandman is walking through his garden. The husbandman got his shears on his side. He walking through. And if you're playing with God this morning, if you're playing with God this week, if you're playing with God this year, God going to take you away. Anybody hear me up in So let's look at John 15 verse 1. And let's get going. Hallelujah. Jesus says, he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purged it, that it brings forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered and, and, and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. I got to read that again. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified. That you bear much fruit, and so shall you be my disciples. Father, we pray you add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the exposition of your word. Fill us with your spirit to both give and receive. Let a heavenly exchange happen in this place. Open up the windows, the roof, the portals of heaven, God, and pour out your spirit. Let your angels, God, whirlwind around this place, God. Let a divine interaction happen, God. Let us all leave here change, oh God. Let down Jacob's ladder, God. Send down the healing and anointing and power and answered prayer, oh God. Give us breakthrough, deliverance, redemption, and salvation, God. Edification, God. Glorification, Father. Have your way in this place. Get the enemy out of this place, God. Let this be sanctuary. Let this be a habitation of the holy, God. Let this be holy ground in this place, God. Buy not everything that would offend, O King. 
kick out everything that would deter or distract, oh God. We pray we would miss not a single thing, but gather every morsel, every nugget, Father God, that you can provide, hallelujah, a harvest for yourself a hundredfold, Daddy. And we just thank you for it. And we give you the glory, the honor, and all the praise. In Yahshua, Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, give him glory in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank y'all, brothers. Appreciate y'all. Hallelujah. Israel, Josh Lincoln, y'all a blessing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Saints of God, as we move in through John's gospel, amen, uh, there's very, hallelujah, uh, great content in this. And so I'm moving from chapter 14 to 15. And it's not that I don't have extra content in 14, amen, because we can talk about the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. We can talk about when Jesus says uh, his peace, he leaves with us, amen. But we have talked about the Holy Ghost uh, recently and in times past, and so I feel the Spirit leading me, amen, on to chapter 15. And as I got to chapter 15, this, this true vine, amen, message just gripped my heart, just grabbed me and compelled me to preach it. On this Sunday and so we'll talk about the true vine on this morning we'll have four points hallelujah four power pack points God willing uh, number one we'll talk about the true vine number two the husbandman number three the branches and number four abide in me and hopefully we can get through it all that's my plan amen to go ahead and get through it all but we'll see what the most high Will do and so without further ado let's get to our first point which is the true vine it's coming out of verse 1 and Jesus says I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman um, this is one of the great I am's that Jesus mentions in the gospel of John and some of the other great I am's and sound booth I'm not gonna call for the slides you just follow me go ahead and listen and watch the slides and you'll be able to know, amen, where we are. That's perfect. You're right on time. As you're listening, you'll be able to see it. I ain't going to be able to uh, uh, help you. We're going to have to move quickly. But this is one of, the great, one of the great I am's that Jesus mentions. Remember, he says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the door. I am the good shepherd. I am the light of the world. He says, I am the bread of life. Huh? I'm the resurrection and the life. What's going on, Minister Duck? Hallelujah. Right here is another one of the great I am's. He says, I am the true vine. All right. Now, Minister Sam did an amazing job uh, of explaining the context and the history of this verse. And he did that on a Tuesday night. Amen. And so if you're missing Tuesdays, hallelujah, you want to be here. You could be missing some great exegesis and expounding of the word. Amen. Come on, give God some glory for our ministers and our deacons. Amen. And our teachers. Amen. So you want to be here. Well, he did an awesome job, y'all. And all glory to God. Amen. But honor in the vessel as well. He did an amazing job talking about, hallelujah, the history of this text. You see, it comes out of Isaiah 5, actually. And we learn that, hallelujah, Israel, our nation, was supposed to be the vine, all right? That's what we learned, and that's what Minister Sam was, was teaching. In sound boot, I'm going to go to Isaiah 5, amen, right now. And if you can, um, look at Isaiah 5, 7. 
before we look at Isaiah 5, 2. I'm going to just I'm going to add a scripture here and there if you can, because in Isaiah 5, 7, watch what he tells us. He says, and I'm going to read it until we get there. He says, for the vineyard is of the Lord of hosts. Uh, the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. All right. Israel is the vineyard. Watch this. And the men of Judah, his pleasant plant. We're the vineyard. We're the vine, y'all. Israel, Judah. All right. We're the vineyard. We're the vine. We're the original vine. Now, as we look at Isaiah 5, 2, watch this. He says, and God making us his vineyard. All right. He fenced it and gathered out the stones thereof and planted it with the choicest vine. And built a tower in the midst of it and made a wine press thereon. And he looked that it should bring forth grapes. But watch this. But it brought forth wild grapes. And so we are the vine. We are the vineyard. God the Father did all kind of work in the Old Testament. Amen. Fencing it in. Gathering uh, uh, out the stones. Building the tower. Making a wine press. And what that means is through illustration is that God took us, took us as a nation, Brother Carl, and he invested in us. He blessed us with, with fences, maybe the old covenant, the law. He blessed us taking the stones out of it, taking out idolatry and whatnot. He blessed us putting a wine press in it, blessing us to be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, really making us separate from the other nations. So God invested in us. And it, that verse in 5.2 tells us what God wanted. He wanted grapes, y'all. That was the goal. He wanted fruit. In 5-2, that's what he says. He says, listen, he planted it and he looked that it should bring forth what? That it should bring forth grapes. God wanted fruit for his investment. Now, for us as a nation, guess what? He wanted spiritual fruit. He wanted us to be the one nation on earth that worshiped the true and living God. While all the nations was bowing to Baal and Ashtoreth and worshiping idols. He would choose out a nation out of all the nations that will actually give him worship and give him praise. That will, hallelujah, give him the praise, the fruit of our lips that he deserved. Not only that, are y'all up in here this morning? Are y'all listening this morning? Because this is important to our history, but also important to what Jesus is talking about in John 15. Y'all help me make the connection. All right. Israel was divine. God invested and he wanted fruit. And he wanted us not only to be different from the other nations, but to live differently, y'all. To not be giving our children up as sacrifices on the prophet, on, 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 the, on the false prophets and the false gods of Baal. Huh? Huh? That's what God wanted from us. And what he really wanted was, was that we would live such a way as a people that it would get the attention of the Gentile nations. And that we would be the light of the world amongst the Gentiles. And that they would come and say, hallelujah, we know that your God, hallelujah, he's with you. Take us to your God. That was his purpose. That were the great, that's, that's the grapes, the fruit that God wanted out of the Hebrew nation. You know? But the truth of it is, we failed. As we look at our text, amen, he says in 5.2, and he looked that it should bring forth grapes, and it brought forth 
wild grapes. And that's what Minister Sam was talking about, wild grapes. God put everything right into us, but surprisingly, the wrong thing came out. That wild grapes in the Hebrew is, is, is bushim. Somebody say bushim. Bashim in the Hebrew means worthless grapes, even poison berries. So he invested all this in us, hoping to get some grapes from us, but he wound up getting poison berries. Could you imagine investing your money into something and not getting what you planned? Especially if it's a harvest, especially if it's a garden. You go out there and you plant that garden, you till the ground, you do what you got to do, and you think you're going to get some cucumbers, some tomatoes, and some poison stuff come out. How would that make you feel? You see? But that's what God did. Israel's purpose was supposed to bring forth fruit, huh? And it brought forth wild grapes. And y'all, the reality of it is, moving from the illustration, is this. Everyone in our nation, Instead of influencing the Gentiles, we were influenced by the Gentiles. And we can see the effects of that even to this day. All right? The Hebrew church lives a lot like the Gentiles. Oh, y'all ain't ready for this. Dress like the Gentiles. Talk like the Gentiles. Walk like the Gentiles. Do our marriages like the Gentiles. Raise our children like the Gentiles. Not like our Bible say. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Not like our Bible say, keeping modesty on our hearts. Anybody hear me up in here? Not like our Bible say, being faithful in our marriages and, and, and taking care of our business. No, no, no. We have been influenced instead of influencers. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. And when God was expecting graves, he got wild graves. In my notes I have here, everyone from our kings and our queens, our prophets and our priests, all, amen, down to the common man and woman, we all began to allow the ways of the Gentiles to influence us in the Old Testament. Instead of raising our children and teaching them the way that they should go, we were killing our children too on the altars of Baal, on the altars, amen, of Ashtoreth. And to this day, abortion still reigns in our community. The Hebrews don't kill their children. We raise our children. We whip our children. We, we, we grow our children. We part them in the way that they should go. But here we got the Hebrews up in there fighting for a right to choice, uh, a right to choose. My body, my choice. Huh? Negro, you done lost your way. You're doing the way of the, of the Gentiles. They've been sacrificing their children. And you're thinking that it's not sacrificing, but you are. Well, Pastor, what God am I sacrificing my child to? It's not Astrid or Bell. No, it's your figure. You're sacrificing it to the God of beauty. It's your money. You're sacrificing that child for your money so you could, you could make some more money without having the burden of a child. You're sacrificing that child on the altar of your career. It's my career. Huh? It's the same sacrifice. It's just different gods. Are y'all hearing me? It's the way of the Gentiles. We don't do that. No matter how that child come in the world, we know that that's a gift from God. And we know that if God gave the child because children are heirs of the Lord, God will make the provision. I'm trying to preach to you this morning. God was expecting grace from us, but God wants for grace. But we're here to change all that. 
We're here to give God the fruit of his labor. Come on, give God some praise up in this place. That's what Isaiah 53, 6 was all about. When God looked upon Israel and when, when he had put all that work into us, Isaiah 53, 6 tells us, huh? It tells us, all we like sheep have what? Gone astray. And we have turned everyone to his own way. That's what God says about us, y'all. We didn't give God what he wanted. We gave ourselves what he wanted. That was the look and act like the Gentiles. Jeremiah 2 and 21. You can go to 21 first. Amen. We can look at that. Yet I had planted thee a noble vine. Holy. A right Amen. How then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me? God say I did everything right. But you don't turn degenerate and strange unto me, God. It's time to change. I done showed you in my word what the Lord does require. You know what I'm saying? All right? And so Israel failed, y'all, being the vine. His original purpose was for us to be the vine. Y'all still up out there? All right? But we failed. But how many people can thank God that God always has a plan B? Anybody here be helping him? He always had a plan, has a plan B. And God had a plan B for us as a nation. He said, you're going to be the vine, amen, but we failed, but he had a ram in the bush. Hey, anybody hear me up in here? A plan B. And for those, for those theologians that really know their Bible, the plan B was really plan A. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't hearing me up in here. The plan B was really plan A. Huh? Huh? But the timing had to be right. Galatians 4, 4 tells us, but when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, born or made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. That's what Galatians says. So the plan B was really the plan A, but God was waiting for the right time. All right. He made us divine, but he knew we would fail. He made us divine, but he knew we would fail. And lo and behold, 2,020 years ago, the real vine came. We call him the true vine. Anybody hear me up in here? Huh? Huh? Now, that's the history. That's the context of it, huh? Jesus would come down, take our place as the vine, and be what we could not be, and do what we could not do. Fulfill the law of God. Represent God here on earth. Show us what his ways look like, what his walk look like, what his talk look like. He would give the father exactly what the father wanted. With all the father's labor, with all the father's love, all the father's planting and fencing and watering and giving sunlight, Jesus says, Father, they won't do it, but I got that. I'm going to give you, hallelujah, the reward, hallelujah, of your labor. He did what we could not do. He would be the light for the Gentiles. Isaiah and some of the old prophets would say he would be the one that the Gentiles would ultimately trust. And isn't that true? 2,000 years after Christ, all the Gentile churches, 
all the Gentile nations. His cross would be the ensign that the nations would look to, Isaiah would prophesy. You see, it was all a part of the plan. He was always divine. And so Jesus says, going back to John chapter 15, verse 1. Now we understand the history, the context. Jesus says, I am the true vine. You see, if you didn't understand the context, you would say, why didn't Jesus just say I'm the vine? Because there was another vine. So he tells us, I'm not just any vine, and I'm not like the last vine. I am the true vine. And then, oh, y'all, y'all up now. Y'all understand now. We done got an epiphany now. You done got your mind off other things. Now we in church. He said, I'm the true vine. You see what I'm saying? I'm the true vine. That's what he says. And that Greek true means the real one. Mm. The real one. You see, I done taught y'all facts from Atlanta. All right? In Dallas, they got a saying. They say already. And it's just like facts, but they want, when something is true, they say what? Already. All right. All right. And so when I say Jesus is the true vine, what we say in Dallas? Already. Like you should already know. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? And that's what they say. So y'all older saints, y'all seasoned saints, you get around them young people. Huh? And, 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 and hallelujah. You cook that meal, y'all grandchildren come in there. Huh? Huh, Miss Mary Ross? They say, that thing is good. You look at him and you say, what? Already. <laughs> I done taught y'all two things. Now y'all cool now. Facts and already. All right, thank you, Paulie, for that. I appreciate you hollering at me about that. Yeah, he says, I'm the true vine. I'm the real one, Jesus says. You see? Uh, 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 Israel, you were the vine until I got there. Amen. But I'm the one that that they were all waiting on, huh? Uh, that true in the Greek means that which was not only by name, but real in nature. Because something can be something by name, but it's not real in nature. Woo! They got a lot of preachers and teachers by name, but they're not preachers and teachers by name. Oh, y'all ain't feeling me up in here. Huh? Huh? It's got to be by nature. Jesus says, Israel, Judah, you was divine by name, but I'm divine by nature. I'm going to give him what he wanted, for I doth always obey the Father, Yahshua says. You see? Yeah, 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 yeah. We are called divine, but didn't act like divine. Jesus said, no, 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 I got that. Abba, I got you. I'm going to give you what you wanted in godliness, in holy living and to be a light to the Gentiles. This true also means, hallelujah, it also means the opposite of defective, the opposite of frail, the opposite of uncertain. See, because the, the first vine was defective. Mm. We had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of our righteousness was still like a, a, a filthy rag to God. You see? We had all gone our own way. And not only individual sin, hallelujah, but original sin. It was in our blood. It was in our DNA. Passed on through our fathers. So we were defective. We were not pure. 
we were not a true vine. But Jesus says, I'm the true vine. He says there's no defection in him, no sin in his DNA, for he did not come from Adam's lineage. He, weren't, he was not a, 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 a product of Adam and Eve. He was the only begotten son of the father, the true, the purest vine. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Huh? Second point, the husbandman. Now we know what the true vine means and we understand that. We get that. We understand that we as a people were supposed to be that. And as we understand our Hebrew identity, doesn't it draw something out of that scripture? Don't you read it differently? Huh? Understand that Jesus did. He took your place. He did something that we as a nation could not do. But let's continue to identify the characters in this particular text. He says, I am the true vine. And 15, he says, but my father, guess what? Is the what? Is the husbandman. Pastor, what's that husbandman? That's the Greek word, uh, jarjos. Huh? Jarjos in the Greek means a farmer, uh, a land worker, a tiller of the soil, a, a vine dresser. Somebody that walks through the garden and takes care of it, huh? He says, I'm the, the true vine, I'm the vine, but my father is the farmer, the ground tiller, huh? The one that walked through and, and take care of the vine, huh? He provides everything that the vine needs. Pastor, what you talking about? The farmer gets the soil right. So that the vine, the plant, could have everything he needs, all the nutrients, they fertilize, they, they miracle grow, huh? How many people in here miracle grow, huh? Yeah, y'all know what I'm saying, don't be shy. We got some miracle growers up in there, just be growing the right thing. Don't be growing that stuff you used to grow. <laughs> Talk about miracles. <laughs> All right, and so, and so hallelujah, the, 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 the farmer would get the soil right, huh? They would plant the vine in a place where they get just the right amount of sunlight because some plants need a lot of light. Some don't need too many, too much. And so that's the farmer. The farmer's getting everything ready. The farmer handles all of the irrigation needs because it's not only the soil, it's not only the sunlight, but it's also the water because plants need water to live. Huh? That whole photosynthesis process needs not only light and nutrients from the soil, huh? but it also needs water to move up the vine into the branches. Oh, y'all ain't ready for me up in here, up in here. Are y'all ready for some revelation? Huh? He says that he is the vine dresser, the husbandman. Huh? The vine needs not only water, sunlight, but it needs a structure to grow on. See, because a vine, back in the Bible days, they talking about a grapevine. And a grapevine would grow out the ground, but it would need something to hang on. It's kind of like those ivies that we used to put in our houses in the 70s. Huh? Some of y'all ivy was going all around the house. <laughs> ivy coming out the door. Can't close the door to ivy everywhere. My goodness. Well, all ivy, all vines need a structure to hang on. The Father provides that structure for the vine to grow upon. The Father gives protection to the vine, protection from pests like insects, caterpillars, beetles, 
protection from weeds that would grow up and choke the vine, protection from vermin that will come in and try to bite and, and, and feed on the vine, protection from animals because, listen, it's the little foxes that do what? That spoil the vine. And so the farmer's doing all that to protect the vine. Huh? Let me tell y'all something. Y'all pastor is not a farmer or a vine dresser. All right? I'm not too good with, with plants like that. Uh, 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 Bear, uh, Deacon Bear be helping me out with my yard, huh? Uh, and Felton, uh, uh, Bernard does a lot of the, the businesses that we have. Amen. Where Deacon Bear at? Amen. And Brother Felton. Where y'all at? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Where they at? Hallelujah. Bear, what's your business name, Bear? KDB's Lawn Service, huh? And uh, Felton, hallelujah, is that? Felton's Lawn Care Service. Come on, give God some glory for, for businesses in the house. So for all y'all lawn needs, amen, I just want to say amen. Y'all holler at Bear and the Felton's, amen. We got some others in here as well. But, um, but, but Bear had told me we, I had some, some weeds growing in my lawn, all right? They was making some little clovers and all that. And anybody with a real lawn, you don't want the clovers and the weeds, amen, in your grass. You want to make that thing look like a, look like a golf course. And so Bear told me, he said, man, well, just get you some weed kill, amen, and put, uh, and, and, and he said, put it in your garage, and I'm going to come and put it down for you. That's what he told me, huh? But Pastor didn't listen, y'all. <laughs> Pastor didn't listen. So, you know, I was trying to be helpful. I really was. I said, man, why Bear need to do that? I could do that. I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? So I go to Lowe's and I get, you know, the, the, the weed kill. And I get these, I get about four bags of that stuff, boy. And my dad, boy, and it's these little granules. It's something new. I usually use the spray. But I say, I'm going to do like bears. See, I'm going to get with bears, see? So I went out there, boy, I'm holding them bags in my hand. I'm sticking my hand up in there and I'm having fun. That thing just blowing in the wind. I'm just spreading that thing out like that. And I'm having fun. And you know when you get into something. I'm out there, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing kicks out there, man. I'm just blowing in the wind. In my hair, I'm just. What I didn't know is you're supposed to put that thing in a little, little cart, some kind of thing. And you put that little thing in the cart, and as the wheel moves, that thing is supposed to spread it evenly. So we wake up the next morning or so, and my grass start changing colors. <laughs> First lady said, what's going on with our grass? I said, oh, that's just the process. Don't worry about that. That's just the process. Says, everything's going to be all right. Just give it a day or so. Let it breathe. It's going to be all right. A couple of days later, it stopped turning colors. It was, it was no color. It was dirt. I had patches of dirt out there, y'all. So Bear come by the house, he said, Pastor, uh, y'all know how D can do. He said, Pastor, mm, what happened to your grass, man? <laughs> I said, Bear, why well, I did what you said. <laughs> Bear looking at me like, he said, so what you use to, you know, spread it out? I said, man, I stuck my hand in there, Bear, and I did. He touched my shoulder. He said, Pastor, uh, next time let me take care of that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right? If you pass, my grass is still splotchy. <laughs> but by next season, we should be all right. Come on, give God some glory. Amen?
right? So taking care, we ain't got to shout and jump, but you getting, I'm telling you, you getting some stuff that's going to bless you. Amen. I'm telling you right now. Huh? Look at verse 2. He says, uh, verse 1, I am the true vine. My father is the husbandman. Verse 2, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. So, y'all, in point number two, we recognize and realize that Jesus comes down, takes our place as the vine, tell us, get out of the way, you can't do it, I'm going to do it for you. All right? He takes our place as the vine. But that doesn't mean we out the picture, Deacon Carl. He becomes the vine, but we become the branches. We're not the vine no more. We're not the vine no more. We are the branches. Go back to the pig. Go back to the pig. Hallelujah. We are the branches. Not that pig, the one before that. Hallelujah. You see that there? Hallelujah. Jesus is the, is, is the vine, but we are the branches the shoots that come out of the vine. Go to the one before that. Hallelujah. Great. That is Christ the vine. The believer is the branch. All right. All right. So we understand that, huh? That word branch is kalima. It means a limb off of a trunk. Now, up, up here in, in South Louisiana, we don't know too much about vines. But let me say an oak tree for a second. We know about oak trees. Yes, we do. When they fall in our yard, fall in our house. All right? If we took this as an oak tree, Jesus would be the trunk. And the church, the believer, would be the what? The branches. All right? You connected to the trunk. Huh? Huh? And your job, hallelujah, we're going to see in a second. Your job is to still bring forth fruit. All right? In Louisiana, we would say acorns. In Florida, Oranges in Israel, grapes or figs. He's the vine, we the branches, but we still have to bring forth fruit. And what God did, He said, Since you can't be the vine, I'm gonna replace you with a real vine, and, and I'm gonna provide everything that vine needs. All you gotta do is plug in, and you're gonna be able to bear fruit. All right. To bear fruit. Let's go back to that picture. All right. Go back to that picture of the vine, Jesus, with the believer as the branches. Our job, Israel, is still to be a light to the lost. Our job is still to be a light to the Gentiles. Our job is still to live godly. Our job is still to not be like the Gentile and the heathen nations, but to influence them to be like us. Anybody hear me up in here? That's still our job. We couldn't do it as the vine, so Jesus is now the vine, and we the branches. And through Christ, the Father's going to give us everything we need to be able to bear that fruit. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? Your job is not to produce the fruit, but just to bear the fruit. All right? The branches, don't, the branches don't create the apples. They just display them. When we live real Christianity and we let God have his way in our life and we let the spirit of God rest, rule, and abide in our life, we will bring forth fruit. 
What kind of fruit, Pastor? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faithfulness. Against such is no law, the Bible says. And our job now is to just bear the fruit. But I'm going to show you in a second. You can't bear fruit of the vine unless you're plugged into the vine. Anybody hear me up in here? Look at your neighbor and say, you better plug in. We'll talk about that here in a second. But back to verse 2. We're going deep, y'all. We in this word for real today. All right? Back to verse 2. He says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. Now, this is deep. Our job is still to bear fruit, y'all. All right? And as the Hebrews, watch this. Israel has become the branches. Every single one of the Hebrews is a branch. Every single one. Huh? But the father is looking at the branches to see which ones bearing fruit and which ones are not. The only way we can bear fruit is to be in Christ. You got to be saved. All right? You got to be saved. You can't just be Israel and say, I'm saved just because I'm Israel. No. Paul said, I wish my prayer is that all Israel be saved, meaning that we might be Hebrews, but we're not born saved. We born a part of the tree, but the father is looking to see which branches are not producing fruit. And when he finds a branch not producing fruit, he taking it away. He cutting it off. All right. He cutting it off. And he'll cut those branches off and replace those Hebrew natural branches with Gentile branches. Y'all ain't ready for this right here. Y'all ain't ready for this theology up in here. All right. All right, minister, you hear where I'm going with this? Listen now, we got to bear fruit. The only way to bear fruit is to be saved. Admit you're a sinner, believe in Christ, hallelujah, and confess him as the Lord. I'm not done, brothers, but I'm just giving the gospel early. All right? All right? Yeah, you're Hebrew, but you got to be saved. You got to be in Christos. You got to be connected to Christ. All right? Then you got to allow that Holy Spirit reign over your life. To love your wife like, like you should love her. To love your children like you should love her. Huh? Because you can't do it. Huh? You can't do it, but God can do it through you. If you allow what's in the vine to come up through you, you could be the husband you're supposed to be. You could be the daughter you're supposed to be. You could be the wife that you're supposed to be. But know this, that the father is looking at our lives and he's expecting what? Fruit. And when you don't see fruit, look what he says in verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. What does that take it away mean? He getting rid of it. It's done away with. It's taken off the true vine. Huh? I want you to look at this pile of branches. This, this, they showed it earlier, but look at it good. Huh? These are branches that's not bearing fruit. And that's what the father doing. He walking through his garden, his vineyard, and he looking to see who in Philadelphia. He looking to see who in Lafayette, who in Dallas, who in Atlanta. Looking at all of his believers everywhere, especially Hebrews. And if you're not bearing fruit after the father done put a fence, he done dug it, put Christ, Christ done died for you. You still not showing no love, no joy, no peace. You still not giving God the fruit of his labor. God saying, come up off, off that tree. 
because you don't belong on the vine. And he put them all together. He put them all together. He take it off every branch, all right? And he replaces it. That's the first thing he does. In Romans 11, I mean, I, listen, let's go to this other slide. I got another slide before Romans 11, a slide that has uh, 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 the branches, and it's got Romans 11, uh, 24 or uh, uh, 17 at the bottom of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, go to the next one. Look at this. What you need to understand is that as Hebrews, when we don't give God what he wants, he removes us, and he puts Gentiles in our place. On the vine. Romans eleven seventeen. But some of these branches from Abraham's tree, that's the Hebrews, some of the people of Israel have been broken off. And you Gentiles who were branches from a wild olive tree have been what? Grafted in. So now you, the Gentiles, also receive the blessings God has promised Abraham and his children, sharing in the rich nourishment from the root of God's special olive tree. Are you hearing me up in here? All right. Go to the slide before that. I'm going to show you what the engrafting looked like. Every gardener knows that you could take a piece of another tree and put it on another tree. All right. Do I have another slide after that to show in grafting? That's right. You kind of tape it up and you tie it up. And if you do it right, that branch from the other tree is going to grow like it was a part of the first one. This is the gospel of God to the nations. Jesus became the vine. The Hebrews are the natural branches. But when they hard-hearted, stiff-necked, after all that God done did, Paul say, all right, y'all want to be like that? We taking it to the Gentiles. You see? You see? Oh, you're not happy about that. <laughs> Let's look at Romans 11 and 24 now. Amen. We going in, Minister Phil. We going in. We breaking concrete up in here. 11, 24. For if thou were cut out of the olive tree, because he, he either calls Israel a grapevine or an olive tree, but it's still the same context of the trunk and the branches. For if thou were cut off out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted in contrary to the nature into a good olive tree, he's talking to the Gentiles. He's saying if you was cut off a wild plant and put on God's Israel, his, his, engrafted into this true olive tree, how much more shall these, our people, which be natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree. Now, this is good. God is saying this. If he'll go in and save the Gentiles and take them who were heathens, idolaters, they were living on a wild tree. If he could take a branch off and tie it to our tree, huh, and it grow and flourish, and it be blessed, and it bring forth nations and, and kings and queens, how much more you Hebrews who was not on a wild tree, but your DNA is just like the tree that God want to put it on. You belong on that natural tree. You belong on that olive. And if you think the Gentiles blessed by the gospel, you was born for this. This is in your DNA. The oracles of God are with you. Listen to me now. That's why we grab hold of the gospel so easily. That's why we grab hold of this Bible so easily. That's why it's natural for us to do what this word tells us to do. Huh? 
because you were part of the original tree. Oh, come on, give God some glory up in here. Hey! I'm going deep, y'all. I'm going deep. Go back to John 15, too. Oh, no, we're going to get it up in here today. Y'all still up? All right. Somebody say, pass the back. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going short today. We're going in. All right. John 15, 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he take it away. Huh? He take it away. Now, I'm going to tell y'all prophetically, huh, that we are in judgment days. We in judgment days. And I need to let you know that God is tired of playing with our people. He's done too much for us. When we were supposed to be something we couldn't, he said, okay, I'm going to be that. <laughs> I'm going to do that for you. Because you can't provide no fruit as the vine, I'm going to be the vine. You just be the branch. You just bear it if you can't produce it. But God is like, how much more can I do for you? I'm giving the sunlight, I'm giving the rain, I'm the vine. All you got to do is show the world me. But you'd rather gangbang, you'd rather sell drugs, you'd rather run around on your wife, you'd rather, you'd rather be a God with another man, you'd rather be with another woman, you'd rather be with a man and a woman, you'd rather be a God perverse in all kind of ways, and God is saying, how long am I going to have to deal with you? You see? Every branch that beareth not fruit, God is going to take away. We're coming in a day in Israel where God's going to start dealing roughly with the people of God. He's going to start dealing. On one end, revival is going to be going on, and those that, that have hearts to hear God going to be getting saved, and the Hebrews are going to start opening churches everywhere, and the church is going to be packed. The power of God going to fall. The prosperity of God going to fall. We're going to be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. The lenders, not the bars, the CEOs, the business owners. That's what's going to be happening on this end. But we're going to have another end that's hard-hearted, that don't want to forsake the old ways, that want to gangbang and drug deal and drug use and drink the liquor and gamble. And God is going to say, every branch that don't bear it fruit in me, I'm taking away, God's saying. I'm taking away. They're going to start dying by the droves. Because I don't need Israel divided. I need Israel together. And I don't need Israel ratchet. I need Israel holy. So now is not the time to play, people of God. Now is not the time to ride the fence, people of God. Because the husbandman is walking through his garden. The husbandman got his shears on his side. He walking through. And if you're playing with God this morning, if you're playing with God this week, if you're playing with God this year, God's going to take you away. Anybody hear me up in here? Because the time for us as a people playing is over. How long will you halt between two opinions? If God be God, worship him. But if Baal and the world and all this stuff be God, then you go ahead and go that way. Huh? But when you go that way, be prepared to get what you're going to get. You've made your bed and now you got to lie in it. Come on, give God some praise up in this place. You see, that's how God is coming with his people right here, right now. And so don't be surprised when you see a whole bunch of us dying. Don't be surprised by that. You see, 
He taken away the branches that's not bearing fruit. He taken away the branches that's not bearing fruit. He taken away the branches that's not bearing fruit. You see, if I can't preach in the kingdom, I'm going to scare you in the kingdom. Because listen to me, it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You don't want nothing to do with God. You don't want nothing to do with God when he get on that level. You don't want nothing to do with God. And you need to warn your children too. You need to warn your children. You need to put the fear of God in them. They don't fear you, but you better put the fear of God in them. They should fear you. They don't fear you, but they, you should put the fear of God in them. You see? You see? God, see, I'm taking away branches. Y'all up? Y'all up? Hallelujah. And even the ones that bear fruit, look what he says. And every branch that bear fruit, he purged it. That it may bring forth more fruit. Somebody say purge. Yeah, 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 yeah. He going to purge it. Huh? He going to take us that's bearing fruit and that purge in the Greek means, hallelujah, uh, 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 to cut. To cut off the useless parts. To prune. To cut off the sick parts. The deformed parts. The parts that's not growing. And the parts that's stopping you from bearing fruit. Woo! It means, hey God, that purge means to cleanse of filth, of impurities, the things that'll stop you from giving God what he wants. And so the husbandman, even though you're bringing fruit, he's still coming through. And he's still going to look at your branch and say, what's healthy and what's not? What's fruitful and what's not? What's the form and what's not? And then he's going to put them shears on you. Oh, I got pictures of that. He's going to put them cutters on you. Every believer gets pruned. Every believer gets can't cut. That's what he says in the verse. He says, every branch that beareth fruit, that's not a branch that's not cut. All right? That's not a branch that get cut, not that don't get cut. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, prepare to get cut. Yeah, he prunes us. All right. Now, Pastor, how does how does how does how does God cut us? He'll cut some things out of our lives. Hey! He'll cut some things right up out of our lives because there's some things in your life that need to come out. It's stopping you from being fruitful. It's stopping you from giving God, hey God, the reward of his labor. God has done everything for you, but you're still not loving. You're still not kind. You're still not patient. You still don't have joy. Hallelujah. You, hey, God, your face looks like a lemon squeeze, like you didn't squeeze a whole lemon in your mouth. God said, I'm tired of that because you're not making the gospel attractive. You're not drawing lost people to me. You're not drawing the Gentiles to me. When was the last time you brought somebody to church? When was the last time you witnessed? When was the last time your children looked at you and said, Mom and Dad, I want to serve God like y'all? You see? He's saying, where your fruit at? And so what the father does, he take out the scissors and he look at the little fruit that we produce and he say, you could do better than that. And he began to cut some things out of our lives. And don't be surprised, child of God, when God takes the prune, the shears, and cut people out your life. All right? Because you have some people in your life that's stopping your growth. All right? A single woman, single men, hallelujah, that little dude that come through creeping at night, be prepared. Y'all's about to cut him out your life. Anybody hear me up in here? 
hallelujah, want to call for a rendezvous. You understand what I'm saying? Can't be with you in the daytime, but as soon as the sun go down, woo, the wolves, the, the wolves come out at night. Amen. There was a song I wasn't gonna say the other word, but you know what I'm saying. Stopping you from bearing fruit, man of God, that woman of God, huh? Stopping you from bearing fruit, you can't tell her no. You can't tell her no. You're coming over, mm, yeah. We're going we're gonna to just watch TV. We're going to just talk. You can't go over there and do that. God said, listen, you don't, you're not getting it. I got, if, if you can't do this, I'm going to cut it out for you. You see? Only thing is, when God, when God cut it, it hurts. When God cut it, it hurts. Pruning hurts. He'll cut some people out your life. Listen, some of y'all got friends that's not, they're not, they not helping you bear fruit. Some of y'all got sisters and brothers. They're not helping you bear fruit. Some of y'all got church members that's really tear sinning by the enemy in this place right here. It's somebody that you can't break from, amen, and they stopping you from bearing fruit. All they do is gossip in here. All they do is hate up in here. All they do is watch what other people got and they want to whisper in your ear. You can't receive the word now because you're thinking about other things and they stopping you from bearing fruit. Huh? God said, I'm going to get that. I'm going to take care of that. And if you want to take care of God said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to cut some things out your life. And when God cut it, it hurts. He cuts people out of our lives, things out of our lives. Because some of us have things that's stopping us from bearing fruit. I don't know how that happens. Listen, because when God bless you with something, that something should make you serve God harder. That something should make you praise him more. How in the world you get something and it changed you to stop serving God? You get a car and now you can't drive that car to church. You get a house and now you stop praying. Huh? How when God bless you with more, you serve him less? I don't know who testimony that is, but my testimony is the more he blessed me with, the more I'm going to dance, the more I'm going to shout, the more I'm going to praise him. Because I know the more I praise him, when the praises go up, more blessings come down. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him in Lafayette. I'm going to praise him in Atlanta. I'm going to praise him in Dallas. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to praise him. And everything he give me in all of those cities, I'm going to praise him. Don't let things stop you from praising, from serving God. And God going to continue to bless you. You're going to have houses in every city. You're going to have places in every city, cars in every city. But you got to praise him no matter what he give you. Some of y'all, he got to cut things out of your life. You look up, hallelujah, you done lost a car. You done lost a house. Here God got you on the demotion program and not the promotion program. And you can't see why. You know why? Because everything you get is pulling you from him instead of running you to him. You see? Don't let him pull out the prunes on you. Don't let him pull out, not, not the pruners, the shearers on you. Huh? Some of y'all need some prunes, huh? You see? Got to let some things go. I let some things go. It got to come out. Some don't come out. <laughs> but through prunes. Listen. <laughs> I'm preaching up in here, Phil. I got to wake them people up. I don't know what they mind on, but they mind better get on God right now. Yeah. 
Stop worrying about what other people got. Worry about what you got and how to serve God so you can get more. He'll cut people out your life and he'll cut things out your life. Get in your mind and in your spirit that a thing is just a thing. That's all it is. That's all, it's nothing. It's a tool to get you from point A to point B. It's a thing. But when you play around, amen, and allow that to take your heart, God say, I'm, I'm pulling them out on you. I'm pulling them out on you. And I'm going to take not only people from you. Huh? Huh? I'm going to take your things too. Until I get what I want, which is fruit. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Huh? He'll take places out of your life too. Yeah, he's going to be some places where he say, you can't go that no more. You can't go there no more until you get the habits, the addictions, and the behaviors under control. Hey, God. And it's not good. Hebrews 12, 11 is not fun when he cutting. It's not fun when he cutting. The Bible in Hebrews says, now, no chastening is when he pulled a rod out, when he getting us, when he getting us right. No chastening, huh? No discipline. No pruning for the presence. Seeming to be joyous. You ain't going to dance when he pruning you, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward. It yielded the peaceable fruit of what? Of righteousness unto them that are exercised thereby. After he cuts you, you're going to produce the fruit that he wants. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Huh? The psalmist says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. That's what the psalmist says. But now have I kept thy word. Huh? That's what pain does to us. That's what the cutting of the husbandman do to us, especially us that's believers. Huh? The pain shouldn't make you worse unless you're not a good tree on the inside. But if you're a good tree, when he cut, huh? when you experience pain, it's supposed to send you to your knees. It's supposed to run you to the house of God. It's supposed to run you, hey God, to the people of God. And it brings forth the peaceable fruit of righteousness. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Point number four. Let's talk about abiding me. Hallelujah. Boy, this is going fast. Huh? My God. I'm going to have to add some more stuff to this one before we leave. <laughs> he said, abide in me. Huh? First lady, we all right? I mean, Vivian, we okay? <laughs> abide in me. Phil, you know you do that too. Give me some of them names you call me. Not in church. All right. He said, abide in me. Hey, y'all got to pray for y'all minister. Yeah. He said, abide in me. Verse 3. He says, now ye are clean. Huh? Y'all bad yet. Ooh. He says, now, all right, after he be cutting us up. All right. He says, now, Jesus said, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. He says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can you except you abide in me. All right. So Jesus is telling them, abide in me. That word abide means to remain to 
tarry, to continue, to live, to stay, to reside. See, some, we want to come to church and get saved. And then when we leave, we don't abide in Christ. We want to visit Christ. We want to shake his hand. Okay, give me a gospel. Give me salvation. But we don't want to abide. Salvation is not a visit, no. Huh? It's a move in. Anybody hear me up in it? It's not a visit. You don't come and, you know, you just come to the altar. You just visit on Sunday. God don't want to visit with you. He wants you to abide. He want to live with you. He wants you to take up residence with him. He want to dwell with you. Where it's not just a Sunday thing, but it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday type of a thing, Sunday type of thing. He want to abide. He said, just, just don't visit me. He said, stay with me. Abide in me. Don't be one of the branches that plug in just for a couple of hours on one day. No, he says, stay connected. He say, abide in me. Huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Even when your children working on your nerves, abide in me. Huh? Even when your husband burn you up, abide in me. Even when your wife cutting up, won't give you no break, abide in me. Huh? Even when your boss doing things you don't like, don't get out of yourself, abide in me. See, Christian's not abiding. You see, you won't abide here, no, abide everywhere. Act like Christ everywhere. We won't abide at 200 West Willow. What about abiding at school? What about abiding at work? What about abiding when that girl trying to whisper something to you? What about abiding when that man asks you for a number in Walmart? What about abiding there? He said, abide in me, not sometimes, all the time. Y'all ready for this? Yeah. Listen to me, man. He said, please. He said, listen, you got to stay in me. You see? This is not a visit. This is a residence. You see? He said, abide in me. Huh? Now, listen. He gives us the secret on how to abide in him. Because verse 3 is funny. It, it looked like it don't even fit. He said, now you are clean through the what? Through the word. <laughs> through the word. Huh? Now you're clean through the word. I've spoken to you. He said, abide in me. How do we abide in Christ? You see? Well, well who is the word? Ooh. Who is the word? Jesus Christ is the word, huh? Yahshua is the word. Listen, you abide in Christ by abiding, staying, dwelling in the word. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Y'all ain't hearing me up in here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to stay in that word. You got to stay in that Bible. That's how you abide. And you read that word by what? Reading it personally on your own time. Coming to Bible study. Coming to church, listening to that thing in your car, on your phone, while you're exercising. If you abide in that word, guess what? You're going to bring forth fruit. The problem with some of us is we're not bringing forth the fruit because we're not abiding. Look how your Bible look. I got a picture of some of y'all Bibles. Come on, look how your Bible look. Hey, God, you're not abiding. Come on, son, we'll find that Bible picture for me. Huh? Look how some of y'all Bible look. We're going to wait for it. Come on, son, boo. Where you at? Come on. There's a picture of a Bible. Come on. Oh, God. Here we go. Lord, in the name of Jesus. 
Let sound boot wake up and find what they got to find, do what they got to do. Reset the, 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 the computer, but let them find that Bible. And you say, what's what we ask in your name that you would do, God? In the name of Jesus, God, we want to see a picture of that Bible. Hallelujah. So the people can get the revelation, God. God, some don't come out but by prayer and fasting, God. I ain't yet today, so I'm praying that the devil that's on our computer, that it would go in the name of Jesus, God. Come on, sound boo. Come on, get it right. Hallelujah. 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 But Jesus tells us, y'all, that we got to abide. Some of y'all Bibles ain't been open in a long time. And you wonder why you can't be right. You wonder why you don't have no love. You wonder why you don't have no peace. You wonder why you feel with stress and anxiety. You feel that way because you're not abiding. Your Bible got dust on it. Your Bible is dusty. It ain't been opened this week. Huh? Some of y'all Bibles only open on Sundays. Huh? You, you, you come home, you put it in the place. Huh? And that Bible don't leave that place. Until next Sunday. Huh? It's got dust, a dust square. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Look how y'all Bibles look. Huh? Full of dust. That thing say, read me. Huh? Huh? And you wonder why you can't produce fruit. You wonder why nobody follow you to church. You wonder why you're always falling out. Listen, you're a believer. I understand that. But you just got little fruit that's bearing. Jesus say, abide in me. Read that word on a daily basis. Come to church, hey God. Not, don't, don't let it be sometime you come to church. Come to church all the time. huh? And miss every now and then. You see? You see? That's how we abide in him. He says, abide in me. Look what else he says. He says, he says hallelujah, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. Jesus is saying, you know, when you cut a branch off of a tree, that branch is dead. It's not going to produce no fruit, no acorns for very long. Some of us, amen, we disconnected. And so we cannot expect life when we cut off. Amen. Hallelujah. Look what he says. Hallelujah. Uh, uh, no more can, it, uh, can ye except you abide in me. All right. Hallelujah. Fruit comes from abiding. And if you're not abiding, you cannot expect fruit. All right, keep on going past verse 5. Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abided in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If you read in your word and if you connect it, if you come into church, your life is going to show it. Your life is going to show it. Every day you spend time with God, your life is going to show it. But the, the converse is true. The days you don't spend time with God, your life is going to show it. You know, being a pastor has been a tremendous burden for me. Amen. Uh, it's something that I never asked for, hallelujah, and that I didn't want. Amen. Uh, I had my life planned, amen, on what I would do. And uh, my plan was, amen, political science major. Uh, my plan was law school. My plan was politics, amen. They were already ready when I came back from law school in Lafayette for me to run for seats in this area. My plan was to be governor, and my plan was to run for president. That was Omar's plan. Anybody hear me up here? That was my plan. 
And you're going to ask first lady, from the moment she met me in high school, I told her, I'm going to run for the president of the United States. That's what I told her. You know, she said, well, all right, boy. She got down on one knee. All right, boy. <laughs> I'm playing first lady. I'm playing. You know what I'm saying? I had to see if they was up pretty. But God said, I got something else for you. I got something else for you. He said, listen. He said, you're going to pastor my people. He said, you're going to shepherd my people. That's what he said. That was his plan for me. And I say, not my will, but your will be done. You know what I'm saying? And all the history and the politics and all that that I learned, what I didn't know, what that would be to see what's really going on in the earth, to see what the devil was doing in the earth, not just on an individual life scale, but not, not even just on a city municipality scale, but on a state, on a national, on a worldwide scale to see where the enemy was moving, spiritual wickedness in high places. You see, so he took what I thought that I was going to use to do this. He took it and did that with it. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. All right. And the other blessing is, is that because I'm pastoring, I got to spend a lot of time in the word. I got to do it. I got to do it. Why? So I can have material to teach you. I can have material to teach other places. I can have material to do the man of minute. So what? Pastor stays in the word. Because I stay in the word, huh? Because of my position, huh? What, 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 what appears to be a burden is a blessing. Because since I stay in the word, I stay abiding. Hey, anybody hear me up in here? All right? So I got a little advantage, huh? Because I'm always teaching, all right? I don't know who I'm talking to. Hey, God? But if abiding, just reading for you is tough, huh? get in that word and start preparing lessons. Start your little Bible study at the house. Start teaching your children. Start teaching somebody's children. Now, don't touch them children, but teach them children. All right? But start working for God. Because as you work for him, you're going to have to abide. And when you abide, you will bring forth much fruit. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. Hallelujah. He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Look at that little light bulb picture. Come on, uh, sound boy. Keep rolling with me. Come on. Look at that little light bulb. Look, you can't do nothing. You a light bulb that's not plugged in without getting in your word, without coming to church, without, without being plugged into God. Apart from me, God says, you could do nothing. And this is true for us as a people. All right? It's true for us as a people. All right? What you mean by that, Pastor? As a people, the Hebrews can do nothing without God. Nothing without him. When we left him, we ended up in slavery for 400 years. Oppression, 400 years. Injustice, 400 years. And it took a move of God to get us out of that. Every move our people has had, past, present, and future, is going to take a connection from God. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. When we turn to God, that's when the slavery shackles fell off. When we turn to God, that's when segregation stopped. And when we turn to God, that's when we realize they're not the people, we the people. Anybody hear me up in here? Apart from me, you can do nothing. It's the same way for you individually. When you're not plugged in, you will be a slave. Not to Mr. Charlie, but to the alcohol bottle. You'll be a slave, not to master, but to marijuana. 
You'll be a slave, amen, hallelujah, not to the master on the plantation, huh, but it's prescription pills that's in your, in, in your cabinet. As long as you're not plugged in, you will be bound, you will be a slave because the old master's going to come and slip a shackle on your foot. There you go running women again. There you go back in the club again. And I'm talking to those that's at home now, amen, live streaming right now. Yeah, I know you back on it. I know you back bound because you're disconnected. A branch that's cut off from the vine is going to wither and die. Aren't you tired dying? Come back, get connected. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. We almost done. We almost done. Verse 6. Here we go. Hallelujah. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. I have a picture of a farmer after he goes through. Hallelujah. The, the wine. Hallelujah. The, the vines. And you see all them branches? That's all that pruning that they got to do. All right. That's all that cutting. When the branches are not fruitful, they not only cut off, all right, but they're thrown in the fire. Earlier, I told you that God is done playing with our people. All the stubbornness, stiff neck, hating, jealousy, envy, all of that not being one, all of that gangbanging, robbing, and jacking. All of that womanizing and putting, hallelujah, uh, uh, just uh, uh, making an a endemic of single women houses. Hey, God, all that, that, that harlotry and whoremongering that we got going on. Listen to me good. God is coming through, y'all, and he's going to judge his people. Judgment first begins in the house of God, and we the original house of the house of God. It's going to start with the Hebrews first. As he come through, he going to deal with us. But the branches not only going to be cut away, they're going to be piled up and thrown in the fire. Pastor, what you're saying is going to be a temporal judgment of our people, but also an eternal judgment as well. Hell awaits the Hebrews who don't get plugged into Christ. Hell awaits the Hebrews who refuse to be fruitful. Huh? And produce what God wanted us always to produce. Hell awaits those Hebrews. And hell is real. And hell is hot. And hell is torture. And hell is no escape. And the Bible tells us in Isaiah 5 and 14, the same chapter where he talks about us being the vine, he talks about hell. What an amazing thing. In Isaiah 5, 14, he says, Therefore, hell had enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. I heard one preacher say, Hallelujah, it's hot everywhere. Hallelujah, in America and in the world, not because of some climate change, because hell had opened up his mouth under us. That's why it's hot. That's why it's hot. Because hell had enlarged itself. Because hell is getting ready. Because hell is about to get a harvest. Huh? Why? Because death is coming. Oh, y'all not ready to hear me up in here. Y'all not ready to hear me up in here. Yeah, hell is real. And hell done enlarged itself. It's making room. And it's making room first for the Hebrews that's not down with God. That's not producing fruit for God. 
who want to stay stiff-necked, want to stay stubborn, want to stay, hallelujah, in the sins of our fathers. Listen, it's going to be a judgment. He says every, all those branches that's cut off are going to be thrown into the fire. I don't know about you, but I don't want no fire in my future. I don't want no fire in my future. Listen, this soul wasn't made for fire. This soul was made for heaven. Anybody hear me up in here? So we got to get right, and we got to stay plugged in and let other people do what they want to do. Huh? Let them do what they want to do, but you do God, amen, because you want to stay away from judgment. Stay away from judgment. Let them do what they want to do, and I don't care if it's your husband. I don't care if you watch. Baby, you get on this side of the line, and you draw that line like that. You say, you go where you want to go, but I'm going where God wants me to go. Anybody hear me up in here? Hallelujah. No abiding, no fruit is going to be judgment. He says he's going to throw those withered branches in the fire. Here we go. Seven and eight, we're going to read. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. A side benefit of abiding of staying in that word, of being in Christos, not only will you bear fruit, but Jesus gives us another benefit of staying with him and in him and in his word. He says, if you abide in me and my words, you see what abiding is? In that word, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. This right here is amazing. Listen closely. Pay attention. If your neighbor's sleeping, poke them because they're going to need to get this right here. All right? When we stay in the word and we get in that word, Tori, you hearing me? When you get in that word, he says, the, the benefit I'm going to give you, ask me whatever you want. If you get in that word, listen, and you got to take that on a daily basis. If I get in that word today, I can ask what I will, and it shall be done unto me. He says, listen, 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 you got to listen. That's, it's easy. All the word goes to that. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Then all these things going to be added to you. huh? Huh? Those who delight themselves in the Lord, he's going to give them what? The desires of their heart. Listen, every day you wake up, listen, abide in Plug in. Get up in that word. And he said, when you do that, hallelujah, come to church on Sunday. Come to Bible study. Because if I find you abiding in me, I'm going to do whatever, hallelujah, you want me to do. You can ask what you will, and it shall be given. Woo! Isn't that amazing? Huh? He said, ask what you will. That's powerful. Isn't that something? He's not even worried about his will. He said, ask what you will. God, wait up. We got to do your will, God. We got to not according to our will, but your will. No, no, no. God said, if you abide in my word, ask what you will. Because if you abide in everything and you read in everything, <laughs> your will going to become his. Hey, God have mercy. Oh, God, you done caught it. 
You done caught it. If you read every day and you abide every day, you in this world all the time. You come to Bible study. You coming on down to, to church. I got, I got. Your will becomes His will because when we behold His glory, we are conformed into the same glory, and we go from glory to glory every time we open this book and read of Him. We become like Him. His opinions become our opinions. His desire become our desire. If you plugged in, if you abide and you get in his word like you're supposed to, don't worry about praying his will because what you pray will be his will because you ain't going to want nothing else. When this word get up in you, listen to me, man, listen. We got some future pe preachers, teachers, ministers, deacons up in this place. The greatest advantage that you will have in life as a teacher of God's word, as a minister, as a pastor, is that you will always be abiding if you do it right. If you do it right. They got a bunch doing it wrong, huh? They preaching stuff from other people. They preaching stuff, hallelujah, that, that, that they taught five, ten years ago. But if you looking for fresh oil, if you're coming in for fresh manna day by day, huh, huh? You're going to have such a great advantage. Why? Because you're abiding. Your will is his will. And at that moment, when he see you abiding, he looked down and he said, man, he was just in the word today. He was, he was just with me. I got all these other people asking for something, but they was just abiding. I'm going to push all them other people that's not abiding, ain't read their word. They're not staying in me. They're not dwelling in me. But this right here, my son is dwelling He's staying. He's residing. This is not a visitation. He's always with me. He's walking with me when it's tough. He's walking with me when it's good. He's abiding. So I'm going to push all these other prayer requests to the side. If you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done. Yeah, yeah. Don't mean he's not going to visit those other prayers. No, but this right here boosts up the rank of your prayer. It boosts up the rank. You move to the, to the top of the line. Got a lot of people, oh, I don't want to be no pastor. I don't want to be no minister. You don't know what you're saying. You don't know what you're saying. Right now, I see that his will for my life was better than my will for my life that I had. Anybody hear me up in here? Ooh! 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 Bible say Moses forsook, huh? He forsook the pleasures of sin for a moment, huh? to lead God's people out of Egypt mm. and the wilderness. Y'all not hearing me up in here. Y'all not hearing me up in here. Moses never looked back and said, I should have been, hallelujah, a prince of Egypt. No, no. Moses said, no, to be with God in the desert is better to be with, than to be with the devil in an Egyptian palace. Anybody hear me up in here? Woo! He said, abide in me. Abide in me. Pick up that Bible. Abide in it. You want your prayers answered. You want your requests answered. You want change in your house, change in your marriage, change in your finances. Abide in him. The clarion call from this pulpit this morning is abide, Philadelphia. Get up in that word. Abide. Let's put some power behind your prayers. Let's pray his promises. Huh? Abide. Come on, give God some praise up in here. Musicians, y'all can come. Y'all can come. Hallelujah. If you abide in me, my word abide in you. You shall ask what you will. 
and it shall be given. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Verse 8, herein is the Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. That was our goal from the very beginning as a people. And now we can get to it through Jesus Christ. By getting saved, by staying connected with him, we can bear fruit. And we're going to get this side product of answered prayer, answered prayer, answered prayer, answered prayer, answered prayer through abiding. Hallelujah. We're going to have a little altar call up in here today. And I want you to think about yourself. And I want you to think about first, amen, am I saved? Am I connected to the vine? Or am I one of those branches that's going to be cut off and thrown in the fire? If you have any concern about that, you can come to this altar. We're going to pray the sinner's prayer. And you will get saved up in this place. Secondly, for those that are saved, but you're not abiding, you're not connected like you ought, and you can tell, hallelujah, because things not moving for you like they should. All right? I'm going to call you to this altar to get you back connected. Huh? And, and not only just connect today, but to help you, hallelujah, through prayer, to have a week of abiding. Well, you'll be able to read that word, amen, for a few minutes every day. And it's not just reading the word, but you know, even on my, 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 my social media, when I'm doing the man a minute, look, get in the word with me. Get in the word with me. It's just one verse for a few minutes. Come on, get in the word with me. Why? Because when you get in the word, God's going to bless you. He said in Revelation, you can't open this thing and read this thing without getting the blessing. He's the rewarder of them who diligently seek him. So come on, let's be blessed together. Don't just let some of us be blessed in this place. Let's be blessed together. Anybody hear me up in here? Anybody hear me up in here? God want to bless his people, but they got to abide in the vine. And so we call him for the unsaved, but we call him for the Christians that need to be reconnected. We're going to pray an abiding anointing on you today. And if you're here and this word spoke to you any kind of other way, maybe you're struggling with some things because of that disconnect. Maybe I mentioned some things prophetically that's trying to creep back into your life. Can I tell you, hallelujah, that God can set you free on the spot right here, get you back connected, and he'll restore the years that the locusts have eaten. Hallelujah. Here we go, saints. The altar is open. If you fall into any of those aforementioned categories, come, 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 come. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Because we need him. Anybody need him? He said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Anybody need him in this place? Hallelujah. We need him. We need him. In our marriages, raising our children, in our finances, we want to bring forth fruit. We got to.
But we got to be connected. We got to be connected. We got to be connected. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, Jesus. Fill this place with your presence. Fill this place. Fill this place with your presence. Fill this place with your anointing right now. Come on, move through the crowd. Come on, like a fog, like a wind. Come on, move through the crowd. Come on, circle around your people. Come on, reconnect them right now. Come on, break them free. Set them free right now. Whatever keeping them from you, cut it off right now. Come on, prune us. Come on, come on, hallelujah. Hey, God. Cut some people out of our lives, come on. Cut some places out of our lives, come on. Cut some things out of our lives, come on. Come on, we want to bear fruit. We want to bear fruit. Come on, get our hearts right. Get our hearts right. Come on, get our hearts right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hey. Come on, we want to be connected. We don't want to be connected. Come on, we want to be. Hey. Come on. Hey. Come on. We can't do nothing. We can't do nothing without. Hey, my God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For your presence. For your presence. Hey. Hey. Thank you. Hey. I need you. I need you. Hey. Come on, somebody. Hey, Let's go to him now. Let's go to him now. To the throne of grace. To the throne of grace. Picture yourself there right now. And pray with me. Say, Most High, I need you. Without you, I can do nothing. I need you. I admit. I'm not perfect. I've sinned against you. And I admit that I'm not connected like I should be. Please forgive me. I believe in you. You died for me. You were buried for me. And you rose on the third day. 
Save me now. Forgive me now. And connect me to the true vine right now. Let his spirit flow through my branches. Let his power flow through my limbs. Connect me to the true vine. And this week, help me to stay connected. Just a few minutes a day, wake me up. Convict me. Show me my Bible. Help me give you a few minutes of my day. And Lord, when I connect, when I abide, you said that I can ask what I will and it shall be done. Hear my prayers like never before. Bless me like never before. Anoint me like never before. Bless my family like never before. Just like you said. I believe it. And I receive it all. In Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name come on give him a shout of glory hallelujah hey thank you Jesus thank you hallelujah thank you I need you I need you Welcome to the Poe Show once again. We're going to yes. uh, take some reflections on the word. Reflection. We y'all like that word, reflections. Yes, we, we kind of went in the post last time. And a lot of y'all said we comments. should come up with a name. And we like that. We like reflections. Reflection. So it's all about reflecting back on the word, word. reflecting on what God has showed us. And, yes. Um, you know, just kind of giving the revelation that God has given to us, showing him right. what, you know, what we've gleaned from the message and, and what we've learned and and we'll chat about that. And again, another awesome word oh, from Pastor Omar. Every Sunday. Back in full effect, talking about um, the true vine once again. And this time he kind of went into how, um, you know, in, in life we get purged. Yes. We you go know, through a little purge and be pricked. Yes. The, the Father cuts off that which is not fruitful. And that goes for people and that goes for our lives. Yes. Anything that's not fruitful in our lives, anything that's not bearing forth good fruit, he cuts right. it off and, and praise off. God for that. Yes. Go yeah. through a little pain, but it's going to produce. But it works for the good. Yes. yes. It helps Amen. us to produce good fruit. So we'll just get right into right it. Into good morning. It. What's going on, my brother? Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead and introduce yes. yourself. Jane Portales. 
Mr. James Portales. <laughs> my brother. Welcome up. Welcome back. So brother. what's something you took from, from Pastor's message this morning? Oh, it was very good, you know, because um, we all been waiting for something like this. Yes. Been ready, you know, and hear the truth to wake up our people. Yeah. You know, we've, we've been lost for a long time. And just, you know, God to raise up a, a sheep to bring the truth to us, to wake us up, and touching, you know, different world, all over the world, all over, man. This is what we need. Yeah. We need it, man. We need and to God be with raise a good sheep. Yeah. Come on. A faithful sheep. Come on. And true for sheep. Come on. Yes. Love a sheep. Come on, man. Man, help me like huh? that shepherd does mm -hmm. is the truth. Yeah. Come on, man. And I thank God for it. Yes. You know, I yes. really do. Mm -hmm. You know, not breaking it down for us, man. Break it all the way down. Yeah. You ain't got no reason not to receive it. Even a child right. can understand. A right. baby could drink. Mm. <laughs> Milk, meat, everything, spinach. Oh. Yeah. And I know you speaking speaking not to change subjects, but I, I want to let the people know that this is the brother that put it down for the men's fellowship yeah. Patalis with the red beans and rice. I heard yeah. about it. I can cook. Be talking about, man, look. It was I good. can cook. On, I can Lord. cook. I but listen, I'm a person. Bring the truth. Come yeah. on, man. Physical oh. food and spiritual food. Boy, you never get enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> never, ever, ever get enough of that. You, you be cooking it in the spirit? Oh, yes. <laughs> You got more, more season than I have in the red beans. Oh. Season. Hey, but the Lord did tell us be salt. That is Woo. true. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, Come I on, just love. God, yes. Yes. So yes. bless you. And I thank God for this word today. Because, you know, our brothers and sisters been running. Instead of running to God, mm. been running to other things Come in on, life. Bro. You Talk know? about that. And, yes. um, and I thank God, you know. Like I say. August gonna be five years I've been clean. Five Praise years. Him. You know what five you know, years mean? And I remember Grace. Grace. That brother, that pastor told me, you know, it won't be long. You won't have the taste for it. Praise him. And I trust it. And I believe it. And I apply it to my life. Come on, bro. And still today, I ain't never been the same. Come mm. on, man. And you know, it's real. Yeah. Man, bro. He the truth. Yeah. Bro, look, I didn't see him move. Not just him, him and his wife. Oh, of the course. The truth. Yeah. Family. The family. Yeah. Man. General love. That's it, bro. And I thank God for it, bro. Man, we appreciate you That's coming good. up, man, and sharing your heart, bro. Oh, I have to. <laughs> it was fire you today. Huh? Man, yeah. what? Talk about it, bro. I'm still on it right now. They I got to jump right now. Oh. Then got, got second. <laughs> we need second. Thank you so much. Come on, Jay. Love y'all. Thank you, my brother. Appreciate it. <laughs> that brother that come with it. <laughs> Spiritual food and physical. That brother yeah. cook. Look, powerful testimony too. That brother. Yeah, that, brother. that was good. Yes, abiding. Good we talking about abiding the word. You look so right. pretty this morning. What's up, my sister? Hi. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Come on, how long Ms. you been Alicia. coming to Philly? How long have you been coming to Philly since 2014? Wow. Oh, come on, so 14 plus. Long time. Not just playing. 
It's like eight, <laughs> eight years. Eight years. Praise God. A long All right. time. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that eight Yeah, means. Lord. So. so what's something you took away from the message this morning? That is so good. And that abiding, that's a, that's the one right there, abiding. Yeah. You know, a lot of times we, you have people that come to church, you come to church on Sunday, yeah. get your word, and then yeah. it can kind of leave you if you're yeah, not careful. Man. If you're not, you know, studying and staying in the word, pressing yes. in, you can get disconnected, Ooh. you know. And like he showed the little picture with the little light bulb, apart from Christ, you right. know, we have nothing. Right. We can do nothing. That's right. And yeah. the funny thing about it is we live in a world today where, we can get so distracted yes. by so many things yes. and forget to spend time with God and yeah. then wonder why we frustrated, wonder why things is not going right in the home or the house or at work. It's because we're not we're not abiding. That is so and true. we can get distracted on things that might be good. You know what That's I'm saying? That's so true. But abiding plays a very important, because this is how we produce fruit. Yeah. We produ he does the producing. We just the branch that display the fruit. Right. Oh. That's good. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a newer yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Come on. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's, That's good. It, That's, That's real. That's so good. We have a lot of produce. Like, like I'm a, I'm a Martha too. Mm. I'm always serving, busy. Mm. When, when God really wanna. He wants us to be like Mary at mm. moments, to be at his feet. Yeah. Because he might have some things for us, and we might not be able to hear clearly if we're not sitting down and we're trying to serve right. all the time. Right, right. So I feel you on that. That was good. Abiding. Yeah. Man, I could go all day, but look, we want to appreciate you Thank coming you up. Thank you so much. I also want to shout out one more thing. Can you look at the screen and tell them your book? And Yes, she is an author. She is an author, y'all. Yes. Um, right here, out there in the foyer, y'all visit it. It's full, it's rich, it's packed. Do not leave here without visiting our bookstore. Mm -hmm. Yes. We were placed here for a reason. Come yeah. on, man. Abide. Yes. So the name of our book is The Potter's Poetry Corner, like devotional. Mm -hmm. It's full of um, different poems and it's just encouragement. So I encourage you to check that out as well. Yes. My sister, Miss Tessa, she's in the bookstore. Yes. Yes. They're available online, though, right? Yes. Isn't it? You know yes. the website? Yes. Right. Or y'all can just call the church if y'all mm -hmm. have any questions about anything. Call the church from Monday through Friday, and we can help you. Definitely. Get it, get it to the house. Yeah. So that's it. Thank, Thank you, Miss Alicia. Alicia. Appreciate it. Oh, all right. That's cold, but you left me hanging. You left me hanging. <laughs> oh, no, you ain't going to leave me hanging. Y'all got to know me. Hey, hey, we all family. Look, man, I'm going to show I show love. But while I'm up, yeah, we got Good Deacon. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Really don't laugh at me. Oh, we having too much fun this morning. Oh, yeah. Hey, y'all go get this. This is me, y'all. Y'all know how I am. 
What's yes. up, big dog? What's going on? Man, I'm sorry. What's up, my brother? With us this morning. <laughs> I got to be professional. What's up, my brother? <laughs> <laughs> so tell us your name, your social security number, and everything. All the info. I'm messing with you, my brother. Whole government. Man, uh, I'm Deacon Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, man. Tell us a little bit about that word, my brother. What man. you got? Chica That's the kind of called you out this morning, too, huh? <laughs> Come on. Like, Man, look, business is already, you know, being blessed, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks to the Most High Praise God. Him. Praise and, him, And, uh, you know, Pastor just, I mean, he be in the spirit. Yeah. He be in the spirit. And, he be uh, abiding. Now. Yeah, he be abiding. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, today's word was just amazing, you know, to be uh, to be abiding, you know, to be obedient. Mm. You know, uh, stay connected to him. Stay staying in your word. Yes. And, you know, the crazy thing is... Uh, discipleship training class that I'm teaching is God's Come on, plan. Brother. Congratulations. And you know, just what is what is what is the plan that God has for your life? Mm. Come on, man. You know, like Pastor said, his plan. Yes. But God's plan is totally different. Yeah. You know, right, Deacon. Uh, my my plans is, oh, I wanted to do this. Mm-hmm. And God's plan is totally different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for my life. So and just to be obedient, just to be obedient, you know, getting in the word every morning. Just being on stage right now, talking, mm-hmm. and I used to, yeah. Mm, Come wow. on, big brother. But you know, he, he's placed something inside of every last one of us. You know, he's called us to do something great. Yeah. Yes. He already prepared us for it. Yeah. That's right, big brother. You know, so when you in the Word, man, you, you're getting strengthened. Yeah. You know, and just man, it, it was just so good today. Yes. Mm. Today was just like he was chopping wood today. Oh yeah. man, knocking <laughs> yeah. him down, bro. He was chopping wood today. Yes, he yes, He was sir. really chopping wood today, man. Yes, it, man. It, it, it was really good. But that Biden, you know, uh, just getting in that word. And when you're getting in that word, you're being blessed. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And just to see the fruits of it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Uh, we're called as, as Hebrews to go out and share the gospel. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, we go places every day. And and in, in the class, the discipleship training class, I asked him, I said, we go, when we leave from church, who are we going to, to share the gospel to? Yeah. Right. Starting with our family, but when you go in the grocery store, are you just keeping it to yourself? Yeah. As somebody, wow. that, as, as people out there yes. that needs the gospel. Yes. They depending on us. They depending on us. Yeah. So this is our job. This is all part of God's plan. Mm-hmm. Yes. So man, today was just like, wow. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Look at the Lord. Yeah. Wow. Man, one thing I realized, Bear, is that I noticed for me, the more we abide in his presence, you're going to notice yourself ministering more. You're going to notice yourself witnessing more. Mm-hmm. See, the reason why a lot of times, if we look back, why I'm not sharing the gospel? Why am I not reaching out to? Because it can it go back to a place where we're not abiding. Because you see, God produces the fruit. The only way you can love your spouse or love someone is not in your own strength. Right. You only can do it when God produces it yeah. through you. So, so when God is, when you're abiding in Christ, yeah. he does the, the producing. Mm-hmm. So we find ourselves more in his presence. We find ourselves more loving people and not walking in unforgiveness because yeah. he's producing something. Right. And we just a, a, a vehicle. Right, right, right. To right. deliver it. And, 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 and when pastor said, man, uh, you know, he going to prune us. Ah. It's painful. Yeah. It's, it's, well, yeah, it's and like, you know about pruning. You landscape. Right. Like, and his examples. He uses, <laughs> he uses such good examples. Oh, man. I know that mm-hmm. touch you because you know about pruning. It's like, yeah. it's like wow. Mm-hmm. You know, because if, if he's calling you to do something, uh, you, you're not abiding. You're not being obedient. Uh, you're going to find somebody else to do Come on. 
Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and in your prayer class, you go, oh, God, I want to be blessed. Mm. I got this, I got that. Okay, but I'm calling you to teach. Yeah. I'm calling you to minister. Wow. I'm calling you to do something. Come on. That's good. But you're not listening. Yeah. So. And like you on. said, you want your prayer request to be pushed to the front? Yeah. You want to yeah. be priority? Yeah. So, so the crazy thing was, I'm standing <laughs> over there, be come get me. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Lord. Let's go. I'm, 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 I'm a buy. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's man. go. So it's, it, uh, today's message was, man, amazing. Like, I, I like to, tomorrow I'll, I'll go back and while I'm working, just listen to it again. Because mm-hmm. gotcha. it was. Yeah, it's that type of message. It was, yeah, it was that when type of message. When you listen multiple times yes. and yes. get yes. a whole nother more knowledge revelation. each time. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. It was, a, it was a blessing today. Man, Deacon Brad, yeah. man, we appreciate you coming up, bro. Thank you all, Thank man. Thank you so much. Preaching that word man. at the discipleship club, man. You're yeah. doing your thing, my brother. All glory to God. All glory to God, my brother. Man, the best is yet to come, my brother. Hey, Lord. Thank you, man. Love you, too. Love y'all, man. All right. All right. We got one more. Good morning. Whoa, what's going on, my brother? What's up? What's up, man? (laughs) Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, yeah, the Lord moving today. (laughs) Come on, come on. Come on, minister. Come on. Praise him. Introduce yourself. They say everybody know. know. <laughs> oh yeah, where we go? Oh, there we go. All right, uh, I'm Minister Anthony, and uh, one of the ministers over there. Yes. Uh, I usually be in the background, but this pulled me out. The Lord called you up. Come up, my brother. So I'm here. I'm here. Yes. What's going on man, man, we chilling like cake filling. <laughs> <laughs> right in the middle, big brother. <laughs> That's the good part. <laughs> man, so man, tell us a little bit about uh, what you got out of this word. Well, as I was uh, sitting down thinking, uh, Come on, big bro. I was just thinking about like, in the past, you know, I wasn't about abiding in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Oh. Kind of That's, That's good. Good way to start and, off. Uh, Come on. Praise him. Uh, he was producing fruit in me that I didn't even realize. People was coming to me, man. You stop doing this. Mm. Come on, stop bro. Doing that. I don't see you here. I don't see you there. And wow. so it, it, it made Christ real to me. And I don't want it that uh, he produced fruit in me, but I didn't have to produce it myself. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And yeah, uh, yeah, know, that's so it. If you took the weight off of uh, me trying to live this Christian life. Yeah. And that was a big weight, a big pressure. And then yeah. after that, I really started growing and, and you know, multiplying and blessings and just, you know, abounding and abounding yeah. in my walk. So, Praise yes. you know, Christ has been good to me. Come on, mm. man. Yeah, bro. From glory yeah. to glory, huh? <laughs> It is, man. So you say you was connected to another vine. I know, vine. that was what, so good. What vine you was connected to before? No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, oh, vines. Oh, stems, some vines other stems. Oh, Lord. Drinking. <laughs> some other vines. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I'm just being a little humor, but I, I, I know what you're yeah, talking about. But that's about. a good example. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Real, uh, uh, right. You, know, uh, you have a little advantage. 
You yes. Know? You can ask. You know, you can be a little bit more bolder. Mm -hmm. Thank and you. And expect that God, you know, is going to answer those things that you are, yes. you know, are desiring and asking. And uh, that meant a lot to me. Man. Mm. That meant a lot to me. Yes, yes. That was deep, man. Yeah. Really deep, really deep. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. I can go on and on. That word was so rich. It yeah, was. And, I, and one thing also that came from mind uh, is revelation, you know. Uh, sometimes, you know, I, I don't eat right. Sometimes I, I drink a little bit too much soda, Dr. Pepper or something. Right, else, right. You know, and, uh, you know, I can feel the Lord. You know, you need some water. You need some water. Mm. So sometimes when I'm drinking that water, I can feel my body pulling it. Mm. And, and I can really relate, relate sometimes when I'm in the Word, mm -hmm. when I'm, I'm reading the Word, and I, I can feel my body pulling, mm. absorbing uh, it. The nutrients mm. Yes, the that's word. good. And I, I leave from there, you know, stronger. I Come leave on. from there healthier. Yes. As a, you know, a, 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 a walking as a, uh, as a Christian, walking as a minister. Yeah. You know, like you see, and I can relate, like him always having to be in the Word, you know, because I have to be in the Word constantly myself. Have to. Yeah. You know, the Lord is always on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I love yeah. the nourishing of the word. Yeah, yeah. So rich. Yeah, that's so good. So we constantly absorbing. It's yes. about being diligent in knowing what you're absorbing, what you want to absorb, what you want to take in. You know, you could be watching all kind of stuff. What are yeah. you taking in, and what fruit is it going to produce in you? You know, eating all right. kind of stuff and yeah. listening to whatever you know whoever what is that going to produce from you what kind of fruit so that was good that's good bro. that's good what you absorb mm -hmm. is what you're going to produce uh, you know get the results and, and that type of fruit yeah yeah you know, yeah be careful what you absorb yes yeah good words and yes. <laughs> that was perfect thank you lord thank praise you god so minister, much, minister we thank you for coming up thank you, my brother love y'all love you praise too my brother <laughs> That was awesome. so good. Yes, yes. Yeah, good to hear from Minister Anthony on yeah. the platform, y'all. Y'all always see him when he teaching and stuff like that, but he had a word for us today. Yeah. For us. So, Brittany, let me ask you a question. What you got out of the word? What did I get out of the word? Hmm. What didn't I get from it? But <laughs> <laughs> it really was good. And I think really what stuck with me was abiding, just like with a lot yes, of others. Yes. Um, you know, making sure that I'm connected because I know it's such a difference when I'm constantly in my word, when yes. I'm constantly reading, yes. um, when I'm listening to sermons. There's a difference in my mindset. There's a difference in the way that I think and, and the way that I walk. You know, the, the choices that I make is different and it's a difference in my perspective. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I, I, I want a lot of things out of life, but it's not about what I want. It's not about what makes me happy. It's about right. what brings glory to God. And so mm -hmm. when I have the right perspective, what brings glory to God makes me happy. Ah, so I on. think that that's what I come really on, took sister. out of it. Yeah, that God, was good. Oh, yeah, that was good right there. Praise, Praise God, huh? Well, so what did you get, minister? Oh, what did I get? <laughs> All right. Um, well, man, it just kind of was like a little... It was really good. Like, like abiding really mm -hmm. is always definitely something as a minister that I have to do because I'm always looking for a vision yeah. for the team, for my family, mm -hmm. for direction. I'm always looking for vision. So abiding really helps because it gives me clarity on certain things that I got to do, yeah. choices I got to make. Right. And um, it actually 
gives me joy. You know what I'm saying? I can love people that I don't like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Like you, you in a situation where you're doing things because we depending on God. So like, I don't know, man. I just thought of like a tea bag. You know mm -hmm. how we always drinking tea in the studio? A tea mm -hmm. bag was, the purpose of a tea bag was always to, you put a little hot water mm -hmm. and you let the tea bag sit in the water. Yeah. It's supposed to sit in the water because the water is supposed to do the job right. to mix the tea. But a lot of times what we do is we take a tea bag and we just dip it in the water. Mm. In, out, dip, in, out. And a lot of times that's what we do. We dip into church and mm. then we get out. We come in, we come out. That's but good. God wants us to abide. Come on. He wants us to stay in there because he's going to do the work. Yeah. And then next thing you know, when you find yourself a little bit in it longer, mm. as the water begins to flow through the tea bag. Yeah. And then now you become tea. Yeah, <laughs> the richer the flavor, the, the longer you ooh, stay, the, the longer you stay. Mm -hmm. It's abiding, yeah. but we are fast-paced people. We Man. want things now. We want things right now. Help so we try that. to work our way, do things, force our way to do it, and mm -hmm. we wonder why we're getting frustrated or we burnt out. That's so good. It's because we're not abiding. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got of it. That's good. And, uh, yeah. So we go just pray, <laughs> and um, and we just pray that you got something out of it too, and we know. We know you can comment whatever you feel. Hey, comment, say what you got out of it. If it's abiding, if it's pruning, whatever you feel, feel led. Um, and if I could uh, mention real quick, you know how Pastor had uh, Pastor and his family came up and asked for prayers yes. for them. If we yes. can just make sure that we continue to pray for him daily yes. as they continue to travel and increase their travel, we yes. want to make sure that they stay covered. Yes. So we want to thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for joining us. Reflect on the word and everything that went on today. So we go pray. Most high God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for this, this fellowship. Thank you, Lord God, for the word. Father God, we just pray, Lord God, that you bless us as we leave from here, that this word will dwell in our hearts richly, Lord God, yeah. teaching and admonishing one another, Lord God. Let us go out and tell others about this word. Father God, we know that you're calling us to a deeper relationship, a deeper level yeah. with you. We want more, Lord God. We want to abide more in you. So, Father God, we pray that distractions, anything that's not, that's not, we pray that we would move that off aside and yeah. that we would give you your time, Lord God. Father God, we just pray that you would produce fruit through us, throughout our lives, throughout everything we do, Lord God. Bless us as we go throughout our week. We pray, Lord God, that we won't be only hearers of the word, but we would do, be doers of the yeah. word. That we would walk out in faith, believing, Lord God, what you said today, Lord God, will benefit us, Lord God. We want to abide. So, Father God, bless us, keep us, shine your face upon us. May you be gracious upon us, Lord God. Bless Pastor, First Lady, and his family as they travel, as they go spread the gospel to yes, uh, the four corners, as they go spread the gospel to Dallas and Atlanta, Lord God. We pray that you would be with them. Use him in a mighty way, yes, Lord God. God. His family, his children. We pray, Lord God, that you would continue to give them strength. Father God, continue to give them guidance and wisdom. Father God, be with our pastor, Lord God, as he do what he called, what you called him to do. Yeah. We thank you for him. We thank you for this ministry, for everybody who's serving, everyone who tuned in. Have your way, Lord God. We say these things in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all. We love y'all.